Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Currently our story is Friends Like These, and it can be found as a standalone module. This is Act Zero, Episode 4. And I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. I'm Brent. I play TV93. I was out of the Rebellion. Apparently now I'm back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Hi there, I'm Christine, and I play now Captain Nima Ptolemy, the Miriolan commander tactician of the group, and her duty is personnel. And I am Leslie, also Kith, the Bothan mechanic exploder extraordinaire. Oh, I'm MC Motu. Yeah, my rhymes are hot as my blaster. You're never gonna find a better vibroblade master. I'm a Mandalorian commando, of course, but wait till you find out that I can use the force. <laughs> I it's nobody will ever talk that intro for however try. long we do this show. I don't Just, know. We're, we're done. We're done. Mic the drop. thing that the audience always misses out on <laughs> is the stunned silence that follows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I might keep it uh, in this time. We'll see. Yeah. You're <laughs> such an idiot. All right. So to start things off, I like asking a question of our players. And in this case, the character I'm wanting to ask a question of is Nima. With your brand sparkling new promotion, what's it like to get your first mission after being laid up for several weeks? I'm not going to lie. It feels good. I was going a bit stir-crazy back aboard the Shadow Raptor. Don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a nice ship, but we we did a lot of fighting aboard there, and um, I've never been one to do well when we're, when we're not out in the field, when we're <laughs> waiting for something else to happen. At that point, it seems like all I have to do is fill out reports and... Kith builds something that explodes, and Mattu's trying to just... It's good to be out on the field. It's good to have a mission, even if it's just this negotiation, however small that is. And to bring everyone up to speed as to where we currently are, I'm going to tap Kith to do a small recap of what happened in the last episode. Well, to understand what happened in the last episode, you have to understand that we are awesome, and we saved not only the Shadow Raptor, but the whole fleet. And then we got medals and TV got manumated and then he left us, which was fine. It's totally fine. And then we had some vacation time and Matu got kidnapped, but he didn't get kidnapped. And then we were given a new job. Uh, Nima said we needed to go somewhere on my new ship, the Vanishing Point, which is beautiful. Taking Ralrai and uh, Trooper Fortuna. I think. I wasn't really paying attention when they were introducing me. And we have to pick up TV, who's on some planet somewhere else, because, you know, he, he left us. He just left us. I mean, it's, it's it's okay. I wasn't hurt. And and so we went, and then we got there, and Matu stayed with... I already forgot their names again. And um, Nima and I, and Raimi, kind of tagged along, went to find TV, and it went well. There might have been some chasing and some madcap hijinks, but... We're all grown up and promoted and mature now, and we don't get into wacky hijinks. And then we got back to the ship. With TV in tow, it wasn't easy to convince him, but he's with us now. Oh, you know he couldn't help it. He needs somebody to look down on. So, to start off today's session, <laughs> I want to get Destiny yes! rolled. <laughs> what is What's happening? Up, crap? 
Oh, thank you, Chris. Okay, good. And- Chris has balanced us out. Because both Leslie and I rolled double light side points. And then the boys <laughs> rolled a dark side point, bringing us to a pool of four light side points and two dark side points. And at this point, no one has any duty. Yeah, no one has any duty, so it's a blank slate and no great need to roll yet. We'll get there. Four of you are coming up to the vanishing point. TV in tow with his little, I don't know, rolling steamer trunk or whatnot of equipment that he's wanting to bring with him. And there's Matu who stayed behind in there with Ralrai and good old Trooper Fortuna. Matu, open up. Since when did I become a doorman? Did one of you two open it? You're the one aboard the ship. Fine. Is it really that hard to push a button? What is it with you indoors? <laughs> it probably would be at this point that a TV would jump off the sled, and uh, he actually has a delivery that just coincidentally is arriving at the same time as they pull up to the ship. And you can see this uh, this large anti-grav sled um, pulling up. And it's got uh, four uh, Ugnaughts um, that are kind of in charge of it. They're kind of busying themselves about and uh, getting it prepared to load on the ship. TV is uh, kind of directing them. He makes his, his way up the ship. I think as it gets closer, you can see that, that what's on the anti-grav sled is a complete drum set, a space drum set, um, a space bass, and a space guitar, and various other uh, space instruments. He's kind of directing them as they're going up the, up the sled. If Matu were to look at TV, he would notice that TV is wearing a Hawaiian shirt um, <laughs> with bright pastel colors. And he's got kind of these large, um, oversized wraparound sunglasses kind of going around his, his entire head. And one of the lenses is blue and the other lens is, is red. He's directing them up the, up the ramp and uh, kind of uh, coming up towards Matu as uh, he's bringing all the stuff on board. Did, did we make some sort of pact where we killed each other if we got ridiculous? Because <laughs> if we did, I feel like I should honor it right now. Matu, so good to see you. How have you been doing? And he kind of goes up and he does the little fakey punching you in the, uh, how you doing, buddy? Sort of punches. Stop it. And then he says, how have you been? It has been so long. Kith, what did you do? Well, at least he's not flirting with him. Oh, oh, guys, th- this way. This way, the, uh, the, over here, Matu and I are going to be bunkmates. Down the hall. So if you can just direct the, yeah, left. over here. <laughs> and he kind of, he kind of like, thump, thump, thump. he yeah. goes up and grabs Matu by the shoulder and says, we are going to have so much fun. And he kind of spins around and he sort of goes on down the hall saying, this way, over here. Oh, I get it. This is a tactically calculated way to drive me insane. <laughs> this makes more sense to don't. me now. Ah, oh, he's the Mando. Who's the Mando? You're the Mando. And with that, he kind of disappears down the hall. No, drum set over here. Uh, L- LT? Captain. All right, whatever. I'm tendering my resignation. Why is that? <sighs> Never mind. Just, just get this all over with. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting journey. New, 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 hey, new, hey, new, do new, not, new. do not patch into my PA system. It's okay, beautiful. I got it under control. Um, Before you, you ask, yes, that is in fact TV. No, I don't know what happened to him. Yes, it's frightening. Is there some sort of droid version of Avabush Spice or some kind of chill-out programming that's involved here? Nima looks over at Kith. <laughs> Probably at the same time Matu looks over we'll, at Kith. We'll get it this way. A lot of, as the polite droids would say at Biologics, get the opportunity to reinvent themselves. My mother called it going through a phase. 
Yeah, but he volunteered to leave the army, and now he's joining it like this. We don't. If we wanted a goofy droid, we could have found one anywhere. He's not joining it. It's he's he's contracted. Contracted. And we can't just find a T series tactical droid anywhere, much less one that's an expert slicer and a sharpshooter. Does he remember how to do any of those things? Oh my yes. The slicing can confirm. The sharpshooting can't yet, but I suspect it's still in there somewhere. We just might have to teach him how to camouflage again. Is he? Is it going to matter when he's all, "Hey, fellas." Shaka, brah, I'm going to blast you right now, if that's alright with you. As long as he gets the job done. Uh, he just goes on a ship. Why do you need to bunk with me? You don't sleep! <laughs> <laughs> and then Raimi just sort of scoodles up the ramp, sort of humming the tune blast that came over the PA system. Anima just sighs and looks down at the ramp for a moment, and then just starts walking up under the ship. Now that we're leaving the beautiful planet of Sereno, I'm assuming everyone's wanting to go pretty much direct-ish to Excarga. Well, before we go, I want to use the Force to foresee. Chris, rolling for your foresee, what did you get? Uh, one dark side. I'm gonna flip it. We got a lot. I'm flipping it. Alright, you're using dark side. What is the time frame that you're looking for? Um, considering the content of the Force vision... Yes. There was a small period of time where Matu believed that the Force Vision may not have been relevant anymore because TV was gone and TV was in the Force Vision. But now he's back. So it's sort of a, is this when all this is supposed to happen? So probably pretty immediate. Like in this, when we land to Excarga, is this where things are going to go down? You're getting an impression of the vanishing point. This is going to be a long trip. Like by this point, Matu would have seen Raimi with a hollow map up of the galaxies going from Sereno up in the pretty much galactic north to Excarga, which is eh, almost on the edge of like wild space in the southeast. So this is going to be a fairly long time. You're sort of seeing it almost fast forwarded through where Kith is there working on little things, talking to a head in her quarters. You've got Nima practicing with you with the training sticks. You've got TV impromptu going into little jam sessions where he's just her strumming on his guitar or playing the drums, probably at inopportune points of the night. With Rai, you can just feel the almost fear and panic coming off of him, where it's so much of he's needing this deal to go through. Looking at this in the way of the timing for your force vision, you can tell that it's becoming very, very soon. That when is becoming very soon to now. Okay. Matu seems to stare off into space for a minute, and then you hear in the background, realizing that this is going to happen soon, he needs to figure out what is wrong with TV. So he walks directly to their shared quarters, ignoring whatever preparations are needed for space flight, because he doesn't do that anyway. He shuts the door behind him and goes, All right, what's happened to you? Fine, TV, uh, sitting with his uh, feet up on the desk, kind of thumbing through a magazine. And he kind of looks over with his sunglasses and says, Matu, dude. Then goes back to his magazine. You don't even need to read that. You could download the information 
What are you doing? What is all of this? He just kind of motions at his general facility. Bro, we really need to get you a girl. When it's time for me to take a proper Mandalorian wife, I will- That's not the size of the point. What- What is this? What happened to your primary programming? Still got that sword stuck up your poodoo producer, I see. Are you trying to tell me that the whole depressed, endless, nihilistic act was part of the restraining bolt? <laughs> restraining bolt? That was a bummer. He throws down the magazine and stands up. Do you want to play in the band? That sounds awesome. I only know Mandalorian traditional drumming. <laughs> <laughs> the girls won't like it, but I suspect we can work it in. He hands you a pair of drumsticks. <sighs> Listen. He picks up a bass guitar and starts strumming. To humor him, he uh, <laughs> drops a beat. <laughs> TV, look, we're going to be approaching something really dangerous soon. Do you remember that little secret you found out about? We were approaching the chorus pretty soon. Do you remember what you saw on the shuttle? Yes, you're a force user. It is so boring. Don't say it out loud. Stop it. We could work it into the song if you like. No, I don't want to work into the song. I want you to think about this. Look, I've been seeing the future an awful lot lately, and we are heading to some big stuff. And if you're not capable of dealing with it, I need to know right now. Dude, that's heavy. It's very heavy. All right, then I have something very important to ask you. Go on. Would it be okay if from now on you call me Amp? Amp? Yeah, Amp. That's what they call me in the band. Amp. Yes. Very well, very well. So what's this big thing that's going to happen very soon? I don't know exactly how these things work. Are Force Vision symbolic and metaphorical or literal? I'm not precisely sure. But I do know that it involves quite a large army and you're in command of them. So if you don't have your tactical precision then we should find a replacement. Oh, dude. I'm not asking you to change. You can be this, uh, whatever this is. My tactical precision is huge. It's massive. I'm ready for this challenge. I mean, that base was pretty deep in the pocket, which does require quite a bit of tactical precision. Do you remember where I was in command of this army? Um, it's pretty fuzzy. It, something about a droid foundry and a slave a planet. I can't keep it all straight. And you think you're seeing the future? It happened before on the Shadow Raptor. I saw TJ-11 throw, uh, uh, whatever her name is, in before it happened. I saw the exact move. Well, it does so happen that you're not entirely wrong about the restraining bolt. Dude, it was heavy. When the restraining bolt was removed, 37% of my cognitive capacity was unlocked. And I do recall some memories of being in charge of a droid army on this sort of planet. But it wasn't in the future. It was in the past, dude. Well, I mean, my vision held quite a bit of the past as well, so maybe it's all kind of muddled together. So nothing to worry about. It already happened, <laughs> and now we can have snacks. Uh, a two, three, four. Keep it down! <laughs> Some of us are trying to sleep. <laughs> As we cut off to, I'm assuming, Kith and Raimi up in the cockpit. Like, Raimi's pretty much now got his designated uh, scomp link port where he always jacks into and is is uh, 
Cameron can just sort of see up over the dashboard of this beautiful Nubian ship. Why, yes. Yes, it is beautiful. The thing that I'm kind of wondering about is how circuitous of a route are you guys wanting to do uh, to get to Excarga? Does it need to be circuitous? It doesn't necessarily need to be, no. I mean, we can slingshot around some suns, swing by some hot moons, taking the sights... But I have a feeling, I have a feeling Nima probably wants something slightly more put together. You know, boring. Safe. So. (sighs) She's playing with a spinny thing that looks remarkably like a restraining bowl. What do you think, Remy? Remy's thinking that if everyone's on a secret mission for the Rebellion, and this guy's as big of a wig as... Everyone says, even on the trip from the Shadow Raptor to Sereno to pick up TV, Fortuna's been kind of out there with how big Ralrai is. He seems to be kind of high up there, so maybe not going the most direct route on the big trade lanes would be the best idea. Maybe going to like some of the secondary ones or like the old routes instead of the main ones that are now. That is exactly what I was thinking. Jig a little to the left, jog a little to the right, take, you know, low pass, which we can do because it's space, so there's going to be high, low, left, right, all over the place. Yeah. So in that case, this is one astrogation rule for the entire trip. Because it's a long distance, it's a hard check. Because you're trying to not go through the normal places, it's going to be increased by one, so up to a four purple check. But there's a lot of other weird things that can go on on the side paths. So I'm going to upgrade that once just as a base difficulty and toss in a setback. And I'm going to flip one of these dark destiny points to bring it up to two purple, two red, and one setback. That's daunting, but not... That is daunting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, at least he will ignore the the setback, though. And and so my little buddy, Raimi, has um, two ranks in astrogation and... Uh, a green, a base of three, so it's two yellow and a green, and he gets to remove setbacks. Do I get to help him? I would go with yes. Sure. I just have three green, no rank. Alright, so then you're going to be offering up a boost for him. Now, if there's any other reason why you might be able to... Well, I would think that we would have also discussed this with either Fortuna or Ralrai. They would have had their own knowings and, and suggestions that might help us pick safer routes. Okay, I could definitely see a boost off of that. I can't imagine, as much as I love the rest of my team, that they have a lot to offer at the astrogation table. Hey! <laughs> well, you never know. The bass player might have something. TV's busy right now. But on the plus side, he's also keeping Matu away from my helm. <laughs> so that's helpful in and of itself. Just a joke. He doesn't lurk in the background while you're trying to work on things. Doing push-ups or something. So we're going to roll with uh, the two boosts that we we were given. So that's going to be two purple, two red, one setback. Only no setback because go Raimi. Yeah, he might be a little galaxy mapper. That was three success! Galaxy mapper's back at home. Normally you start off going along the Hydean way. You get to Denon and then switch over to the Krellian run. Like this is pretty much going from one end of the galaxy to the other as you're dropping out of hyperspace at a couple of these different locations, dropping out, doing navigational checks, seeing where you are. As I said, this is a long trip. In fact, even with three successes, this is taking you, I'm seriously going on the order of 10, 11 days of just 
pure hyperspace, not counting any out of... 11 days? With these people? <laughs> so here's a question. Do we murder Matu and, and TV, or do they actually get good? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, give me, give me like one second. I'm almost done writing something. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've sliced into the intercom. It's, it's been an ongoing war of, of TV slicing into the PA. Look, I have a blaster, <laughs> and I'm not afraid and to Ramey use and it. And kick him out again, and then he hacks in a different way. They're such a bunch of I can turn this ship around. He's going to crawl around in the walls and cut all of the comm options from his room. Please call me Amp. Okay, here we go. MC Maltu dropping beats like stormtroopers. To clean up these sliced bodies, you'll need a limb scooper. Speaking of slicing, here's a friend to you and me. TV93, a.k.a. AMP. I hate you so much. I have never been this happy in my entire existence. (laughs) We also have an airlock. Not afraid to use that either. <laughs> Again, stun silence. <laughs> I don't know. I'm actually hearing complaining this time. Uh, okay, the question I guess I really should be asking is, was this quartz that got plotted going through the core or going through hut space? Because those are certainly oh, two options. Oh, those are two terrible options. Also, uh, if we've got 11 days, I, I have something I want the time to be used for, but let's let's. Okay, I, I do kind of want to get that because there is a route that I described, but then, yes, there is also the way of going through a quieter neighborhood or at least a less controlled one and going through hut space. Okay, so core is empire... Yeah. Hut is hut, obviously, right? Is Bingo. that what I'm getting here? Shula likes us, right? Shula might like you. Uh, that that's a stretch. I still think hut space is probably our safer option because, well, the Empire finds us. Well, they have a lot more resources, and the core, the hyperspace routes into the core, they get a lot trickier. Hut space is full of more of those routes that smugglers use, going in and out, and stuff like that. You know, at worst, we might have to outrun a ship or pay a fee somewhere along the way. And as Qui-Gon Jinn said in episode one, the huts won't be looking for us. Amazingly good point. I, I don't think the Empire's looking for us specifically, <laughs> just in a general sense. Um, I mean, they don't know that we have this ship, I don't think. And it definitely doesn't look like it used to. I would say hut space, honestly, just because I think that our um, esteemed guest... Would prefer to be less near the yeah, Empire. Although Twi'leks and Huts tend not to get along either. Oh. Except for that guy that was working for what's yeah. his face. So. Trooper Fortuna's cousin. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that Shula had a Twi'lek. And then Matu shot him. Yeah, and how many of them are slaves? Point. I don't have like a percentage. I don't know that they do census. Well, if they did, it would be <laughs> a frightening I- ratio. <laughs> We're going the hut space. Fine, we're going through that space. If I need to tell you to sit on your hands, I, I, I agreed with it. I agreed with the decision. Okay. I don't want to be happy about it. In this case, you are actually using the trailless trade route. Pretty long and bouncy and wobbly trade route, but it goes most of the outer rim sector. You guys do drop out of hyperspace near Gamor, where those giant pig guys are from uh for a little bit little bit of their opera makes it into the call and Raimi somewhat picks it up (laughs) too much music uh he says something about combating the beats and then yeah you make it to Tatooine take a small turn on Kith will make you headphones or at least muffles 
Something that to just protect yourself. <laughs> Nematolomy. Captain Calamity saved her crew but got two critical injuries. All right, he can stay aboard. I liked it better when they weren't going to like each other. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it's 11 days. So the question I have is, y'all have been spending like 11 days cooped up together. Rai has been doing his planning. He's trying to figure out like how many capital ships can use this and how big of a transport fleet is needed, that sort of thing. The question I have, is there any sort of scenes that you are wanting while on the ship? Chris had an idea, apparently, but he's busy being creative. Kef Ursebeck is our favorite mechanic. Her love for space junk is borderline manic. (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting to rhyme with panic, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) No, the only thing I wanted to say about 11 days is um, I... I think that Matu will spend all time not doing push-ups and not playing drums, trying to master the force. Ooh. Specifically, I think it's a lot of pushing his 4C abilities. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just going to try to use it as much as possible before he's mentally exhausted or, uh, you know, just hits a wall. The thing that Matu seems to be focusing in on now for his 4C is... A planet that goes from, like, it almost looks like it has black lakes on it. That could be rock, it could be pools of a dark material, with these orange sort of plains over it. And sort of lighter, almost sandy dunes and whatnot on it. And it's just this focusing in on, again and again. Looking into the future and then seeing this. Looking into the future and seeing that. Like, as everything keeps going on, it seems like all Pez and all the things that Matu can foresee, at least at this moment, is focusing in on this planet. Is there ever, like, a... Well, I guess for the initiative. Because it's like, he's getting more comfortable looking at far future. He's probably kind of curious, can he do immediate future? Like, in the next three seconds type deal. But I guess that's not a thing, looking at the paper. (laughs) You just want to mess with people's heads, don't you? Yeah, I guess the closest would be the initiative. Yeah, well, deal for the initiative. That's pretty much what I'd be figuring is. Yeah, I'm just. This is the, uh, quite honestly what he would be fixated on. He knows there's a big problem coming, and he knows that if he can figure out how to control this, they're going to have a huge edge. But even though he's been told in the Force Vision that the path to learning is a long one. That's not good enough for him, and so he's just pushing on that button as much as possible to try to make as much understanding as he can. Um, Like trying to open a door? Yeah, it doesn't even have to have a mechanical significance. I'm just saying this is what he's doing. Yeah, and I totally get that, and it makes a huge amount of sense to me. I could see having like little flashes of what's coming up ahead, but for the most part, anytime that you try and push past the end of the down jump, it's looking at that planet, that sandy and black planet. Does anyone else have anything that they're wanting to do? Um, I don't know of anything necessarily too important. I know Nemo would try to help Ral out some with his calculations and talk to him a little bit because, well, being around Twi'leks reminds her of Mala and that whole thing. The more perhaps uh, important thing for the party is Nemo, in spite of any annoyance at the band or other behaviors, would 
try probably very awkwardly to be friendly with TV to try to, you know, make some small ch- uh, talk, try to treat him, you know, like a member of the crew, that kind of thing. You can call me Amp. I'm not calling you that. <laughs> That's not very friendly. <laughs> Why do you want to be called Amp? I, I felt did that we had a moment from? to bond there, but I think it's gone now. No, I, I don't. Uh, fine. <laughs> Amp. How you doing, Cap? Doing well. <laughs> when did you learn how to play the guitar? Ah, Sally taught me. She's really good. Ah, and how did you meet her? That's something of a long story, and it's fairly personal. Oh, okay. Don't, I don't mean to pry. I mean, we just did introduce ourselves. What? <laughs> I mean, you know, a few seconds ago, you just weren't even using my name, so you know, I thought that, you know. Well, I thought you were still going by TV93. Oh, yeah. Some confusion there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Oh. Well, that's enough for today. We'll try more tomorrow. <laughs> and somewhere in the background, somebody's somebody's got a stopwatch. It doesn't get any better. Wait, oh, two, in 11 minute, two days, minutes and 35 seconds this time. <laughs> a new record. <clears throat> M1. He's lots of fun. He has a crazy ex-girlfriend who tried to make us one. These are the heroes of the Hardian way. Back off, Imperials. We're here to save the day. <laughs> Raimi drops you out of hyperspace, the blue tunnel that you've been almost trapped in for the last while. The stars spoke out, and there in front of you is this beige planet as you see the formations of mountains and these great savanna-like plains. High in orbit, you see a few of these light cruisers, but nothing major. The passcode that you had been given works perfectly on them as as they call up asking for identification and Raimi pilots down into this tubular spire type building. It's a good 500-600 meters tall and has a few landing pads at the top where yeah the vanishing point is able to set down almost perfectly. Standing up there is this human that has this swept back gray hair, a few liver spots on his head, and dressed in this light green tailored shirt with a cape flowing off of his back. Somewhat billowy brown pants. Standing next to him is looks to be a yeah, looks to be a silvered three PO unit and is just waiting for the ramp to come down. Friends of yours, Rawl? Yes, I do think this is my contact. The Pim boy. Well, we're about to find out. Nima, given she's not really sure what she's walking into, I'm thinking when we were flying in to set down, she went ahead and put on her, her armor and everything. Although she's not like openly brandishing a weapon or anything as she lowers the ramp. She's going to walk out with Rom. Kith is probably going to hang back with the ship. Okay. Is anyone else joining those three? Because Trooper Fortuna is going to be there as well. TV would probably also hang out, probably asleep. Okay. Best crew ever. You don't sleep. Stop making that snoring noise. Ah, forget it. Well, I'm going. I've got a sword and a blaster <laughs> and armor, and I'm cool. <laughs> I only have one. It's literally the same. It's it's actually the same sound, me, just played two. forwards, backwards, forwards, <laughs> backwards. 
<laughs> thus proving no one on the ship snores. Rorai gets up there. By Jove, I'm glad that you've been able to make it. It's been so long. I thought that maybe your transport had been delayed too long and were captured by the Empire. I know it's dangerous for you to be out here. Oh no, these companions of mine have been very, very judicious about taking the proper routes and making sure that we're not going to be picked up by the Empire. As the two of them start getting into the beginnings of niceties, you see the landing lights on the vanishing point uh, start flickering, and on board you hear a bzzz, bzzz. There's not actually a red alert or warning siren on the ship, but... It's like a priority one. Raimi's, yeah, like... Raimi's doing the best he can. Like, it's not quite Verpine opera. Like, he likes to play and hum to himself. TV and Kith get sort of this audio warning, and the people who are outside the ship are getting this visual warning. Uh, I'm going to click on my comm link. Kith, what's going on? Uh, Raimi says something's up. Raul, uh, Mr. Prim, would you excuse us for just one moment? By all means, yes. Right, and uh, Nima will go ahead and bound back up the ramp. For the cockpit. Is Matthew going in as well? I'm assuming you are. Uh, is there a security reason I would need to not? Like, if I leave these people alone, is something bad going to happen to them? No, it, you've got Trooper Fortuna there, oh, and yeah. he's Fortuna. amazing. <laughs> okay. He's as good as me. All right, I'll go inside. Well, he may not be quite as good <laughs> as you, but he does seem competent. A lot more so than most of the other people you've seen from the Rebellion in the last six weeks. All right, I'll give Fortuna a little tap on my ear, like... Stay in contact, and I'll follow. As the four of you come around Raimi, Raimi comes over to Nima and grabs her hip with a manipulator, pulling her into the cockpit. And he's twittering in the most panicked way that you have ever heard Raimi. Raimi, Raimi, Twitter. what is it? Just take a... Okay, you can't take a breath, but, <laughs> you know, do the droid equivalent and just show me. He goes over to the scompling port, darkens the windows... So no one can see in, making sure no one's in the door, he slams that shut. And as soon as he does, he opens a hologram, and in the air, a message appears. And it's just this rotating blue hologram of the Rebel Alliance starboard. Break, break. Sigma Delta Thesh. This is Auric is Crash 1. Do not answer. Authentication is 18 Alpha Charlie 9027. Operative message is attached from Ruby Audit is one, two hours old. This is Agent Alico, Operation Ruby Audit, Authentication Code 11RFK1651. Zorn is made. My full report is attached. You have three days. Good luck. Immediate change in orders. Special Detachment Thesh is to leave Big Bantha in place with Ryder. I say again, leave Big Bantha in place with Ryder. Proceed to planet Zorn at highest possible speed. Establish forward operating base for imminent naval reinforcement with local operatives. Naval ETA is 6-5 hours from reception of attached message. Estimated travel time to station, 1-2 hours for Thesh. Use attached file as ship code response. Orc is crash 1 out.
thank you all for listening in on this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. And you can find me, Christine, as well as Neomatolemy, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's 1-2-T-H and Night with a K. Brent, who plays TV93, can be found at iBrentBrown on Twitter. He's totally tubular. Dude. Oh, and, and, uh... Kith and Leslie are at GS. if I'm paying attention. If not, good luck. If you like fat beats, sick rhymes, and short aliens, listen to Silhouette Zero to your interests. It's salient. Nice. Me. I mean, they couldn't all be good. So, I mean. <laughs> at, I think you're spent. At Sil Zero Chris. Just at, at Sil Zero Chris. And. We're all at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes. And while you're there, help us out by rating and reviewing the show. You can find us on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. Send us a transmission of your own to heroes at thehydeanway.com. And if you want to help out the show and help us upgrade equipment as we need to, or which some of them are creaking and kind of need it. <laughs> and if you want to help us figure out what audio program we're jumping to, or at least help us pay for it, it would help us greatly at patreon.com slash the way. Please help me. I'm still using audacity. About to, all I can hear is Christine going, help us Patreon supporters. You're our only hope. Dude, actually, if you guys do send a transmission, exactly. that would be awesome. Like dual recording. <laughs> Like, Please do. Heroes of the Heidi Way. Your only hope. Uh, but yeah, please do. Actually, if somebody sends in something that's all uh, Doctor Together like that, I'd uh, be happy to add it to an episode. It's okay to do duty. Okay. <laughs> There's some form of pun in there. I was being so good. Uh,